Hello everybody and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis and today we are going to be doing Matthew 24. Um, I just posted Matthew 23, so now it's Matthew 24. Um, I did have a long weekend because of the Easter holiday and I had a lot of family obligations to make. I just didn't have enough time to eat my own food, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm, I wanted to get these two chapters in. Tomorrow's going to be chapter 25. I am committing myself more harder now. I'm holding myself more strongly to doing these every day. I've been missing a lot of days and I do not like it. I always feel weird when I don't do it. So I'm going to be making sure every day I have a podcast in. And I'll try to give you a heads up if there's ever any time where I cannot do a podcast. So anyways, let's get right back into it. Continuing a mini Matthew series, Matthew 24. It's all coming to an end. We only have about maybe like what? Four more, five more chapters after this chapter. Four more chapters after this. Um, and now we're getting to the grind of why Jesus came here. We're getting right into it. All right, so here we go. First one. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall be thrown that shall not be thrown down. And he sent upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the signs of thy coming at the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Oh no, who is he talking about deceive? Devil. I just had to throw it in really quick. <laughs> For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And I shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall be shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall come to the end. Well, shall the end come. When ye therefore shall be, see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, who shall read it, let him understand. Then let them, which be in Judea, flee into the mountains, and let him see what is on the housetop, not come down to take anything out of this house. Neither let him, which is in the field, return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them, Thou art with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that 
your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as what was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor shall be, ever. And except those days should be shortened, and should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, and order there be believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall shew great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert. Go not forth, behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there will be eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and stars shall, far, shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall the, all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and he shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that the summer is nigh. And like, so likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it near, that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the day of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving men marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall the, so shall the coming of Son of Man be. Then shall be two in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Once therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house has known what is in, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man come, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler of his, over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is the servant 
who is Lord which, when he cometh shall be find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he, when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him his plunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I have no idea why I was having so much difficulty reading. <laughs> um, this is actually extremely a really good chapter. A lot of good, great information. It has something that's a lot of eye-opening for us. Um, that's my common term, as I use it a lot. When we have those, when I say eye-opening scripture, it's scripture that opens your eyes. It's like, oh my God, it throws you back. It's something you should be scared of. Like, you know, be more careful of. Now you're aware. Um, you can also have my daughters in the background. I have them. They're off of school this week, so. <laughs> Yep, so I'm sorry for that. Um, so let's get further into it. Let's get into our explanation. After proclaiming God's judgment on the scribes and Pharisees, and this was in the last chapter, Jesus leaves the temple walking toward the Mount Olives, Mount of Olives, with his disciples. The member is no longer doing public teachings anymore. Everything is all for his chosen disciples as well disciples who chose him and it's also important to note that when every when, when everything when everybody he was talking to multitudes when everybody was there there was hundreds of them but yet he only has these 12 disciples something interesting to, to point out someone in the group refers to the temple saying something about the buildings Jesus responds with another dire statement about God coming, God's coming judgment on Israel. He says the temple will be destroyed, every brick dis dis displaced. History indicates that this prophecy was fulfilled in uh, uh, AD 70. After, after a siege of the city and the slaughter of its people, the Romans burnt the temple then tore it apart brick by brick to teach the prestigious, to reach the prestigious metals that had melted into the rubble. And so what he's saying is like, don't worry about the building. You know, that building's gonna go away. Why are you worried about it for? It's gonna be knocked down. And he's saying, stop he's pretty much again telling us, stop worrying about this worldly worldly world. Start worrying about our spiritual world. Our physical world is is condemned. And after Jesus takes a seat with the temple in view, with the disciples ask him for more details and they're asking him how would they know and uh, they, they focused mainly on the end of the age meaning the end times where is this all from? Revelations they also wonder about when Jesus will return and Jesus Christ fulfills the remainder of this chapter and this is where all of our eye openings are happening so here we go Jesus begins to describe a time when he will be gone from the earth and the disciples will be on their own. It's obvious it's coming soon. And he warns them that many will come claiming to be the Christ, the Messiah. 
they will hear news and gossip about violence, conflict, and other tragedies. There will be international conflicts and famines and natural disaster. None of these. And none of these will mean the, world, the end has arrived. At most, they are signs that the end is approaching. So he's not saying it is going to be the end of the world that happens. It's going to, you're going to start seeing lead to the end of time. And guess what? We're already seeing a lot of those signs, by the way. In case you weren't noticing. And then there will be great suffering to the followers of Christ. They will be persecuted and murdered. Eye-opening. <laughs> this hate will be due to the world's rejection of Christ. Many whom seem sincere and following Christ will fall away under this pressure and even betray and hate their former friends. Let's read that again. Many who seem to be sincere and follow Christ will fall away under the pressure and even betray and hate their former friends. What is that? That is, remember, if we're reading the parable in Matthew 13, um, the parable with the sower, that is the second surface, which is when things are scorched by the sun. And that is when there will be followers of Christ until a problem comes in. And then when things come too tough or too hard, that's when they're going to give away. That's, uh, that relates to this. Lions will rise and men lead many self-identified Christians away from the faith. Rejection of morality and the law will expand. The influence of godly love will fade from the earth. Those who, who will survive these events, however, will see the gospel will be preached throughout the world right as the end comes. And that is very scary. People who, liars will lead, self-identify, people who call themselves Christians, away from faith. And, you know, and that itself, as people who are of Christ, will be led away, will be deceived. The only way we can identify Christ is by listening and watching the, watching for the signs that Jesus gives us. And God, Jesus Christ, through the Bible, is the only one who can give you real signs. So, and you will know, His sheep will hear His voice. So, don't be deceived. Now, as we continue reading. Uh, Jesus did tell us. Uh, Jesus did tell us. So let's continue because uh, he will tell. He did tell us how will we know it's him. One vivid sign of these end of the days will fulfill a prophecy mentioned extensively by the prophet Daniel. Uh, you can read that in Daniel eight, nine, eleven, and twelve. This abomination of desolation involves some undefined, depraved defilement of the temple. Those who see this happen should run for their lives, not even hesitating to gather supplies. Those days will be terrible beyond imagining. Jesus describes them as a tr great tribulation, worse than anything in the world. In fact, those events will be so terrible as to threaten all human life. Well, while many terrible things happened, happened, they don't rise to the levels depicted in these descriptions. Most likely, all that Jesus describes in this passage, all that Jesus describes in these passages, is set to happen in what is called 
at the end of the time. So it's still in the future. So these things haven't exactly all happened yet. And I'm talking mainly about when Jesus was here. When Jesus was here, these things have not happened yet. Um, when, so when, when he's talked to the, to the disciples, he it hasn't happened yet. But it's going to happen. And it's really in our time. And you're already seeing, you're already seeing the signs. Um, so we got to keep our eyes and ears open. When Christ's second coming finally occurs, it won't be secret in any way, shape, or form. Those who proclaim they need to tell others that Christ has returned will be liars, without exception. Meaning, you don't need. We don't need. When he comes, everybody will know. We're not going to need others to tell me, us or them or anybody, that Christ is coming. It's going to be well known. And the second coming will be obvious to everyone in the world, including apparent signs in natures and around the world. An otherwise unexplained sign of the Son of Man will appear, as Jesus sends angels to gather his chosen ones, the rest of the world will mourn. Jesus next says that when his people are when people see these signs, they will know that his return is truly immediately upon the world. Just as budding leaves in the fig tree signal the imminent arrival of summer, these events will indicate the return of Christ. The generation of Jesus' own time will not be the ones to see this. Rather, those who observe the catastrophic, catastrophic signs will be the ones to see the end. At the same time, the time of Jesus' coming cannot be known or predicted by any person. The signs will be obvious but only when they happen. Prior to them, there will be no absolute truth behind claims to know the date of Jesus' return. That's why his disciples must live in a constant state of readiness. Jesus begins to deliver parables to show how Christians should live out the attitude of preparation. The servant found faithfully doing what their master instructed to be blessed, will be blessed. The one wickedly serving himself will be subjected to a gruesome, miserable fate. And here he's telling us all about the end of the times. And when he says we gotta be ready in ready state, we gotta be ready. You know, how do you know how how does a man protect his house from as he's always uh, protect his house from a thief? He's always looking out for the thief. He's always keeping guard. And we always ourselves need we need to continue watching uh, for our lives, our spiritual lives. It's extremely important. It's extremely important because we don't want to miss it. We don't want to fall deceiving to the devil because the devil is going to be the Antichrist. They're going to have people who claim to be Jesus Christ. You're going to have a lot of Antichrists. But the only way we could truly see Jesus Christ is if we're ready and we're seeking Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we'll fall to temptation, we'll fall to the Antichrist, we'll fall to ourselves. And that, my friend, is like the ultimate eye-opening piece of scripture. So, I think we all need to get ready for that. Um, one thing I want to point out is... Um, one thing I gotta point out is 
I'm going to be, after we finish the Matthew series, we're going to be going eight over Daniel 8 through 11. And that is all about the tribulation, about the wars, um, about what Jesus is talking about. And then they get after Daniel, those four chapters. Uh, I might just go right into Revelation. Um, this is really going to be some confusing pieces of scripture. So make sure I'm going to try to my best to give you the best explanation I could possibly give. Um, just stay tuned and always pray whenever we do a Bible study together, whenever we do a Bible reading together, whenever we do anything or on our own or together. Uh, always pray for understanding because that's the only way we could truly receive a full understanding is by through prayer be filled with the Holy Spirit. But I really want to thank you all for choosing my podcast today. Um, it's my pleasure doing this as much as I possibly can. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at ChristiansUnitedMinistry um, at gmail.com. My name is Travis, and this is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.